Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. This one is a little bit different from usual, as I mentioned on our last episode. This is a recording of a live interview, a live conversation I had with Austin Distel, who is the CMO at a company called Conversion AI. Some of you will know him from his uh, other company that he works at called Proof. And on this episode, we talked all about how Conversion AI were able to go from zero to over a thousand users within their first 30 days. And actually at the time of recording the interview, I think we were 48 days in and they were already over 2000 users. So it was a really interesting conversation with a more early stage SaaS company and SaaS marketer. Now, this was clipped from a live stream. This interview went out live kind of behind the scenes on my own personal LinkedIn profile, YouTube channels, Facebook channels, etc. And I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Restream, for making that happen. Uh, What we're going to start doing now with select few interviews from the SaaS Marketing Show is live streaming them at the time of recording. So if you want to be able to ask questions to our guests as we are recording these interviews, I really recommend following me, Dylan Hay, over on LinkedIn. Uh, And again, big thank you to Restream for making it possible for us to live stream the recording across multiple different channels and then also record it and upload it as a podcast here. I think it's really cool. So without further ado, I think I will just let the episode roll. This is a really practical one. I know a lot of early stage SaaS companies are going to be able to take a load of tips from this. So thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Austin, I'm super excited to have you here today. So thank you for uh, thank you for joining me. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun today. Uh, excited to hear the comments, uh, see them coming in, and uh, we'll make this very interactive. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. So I'll I'll pull the comments up on the side. Hopefully, people will start rolling in in a few minutes' time. Um, whilst we're waiting for some people to jump in and see if any comments start coming through. I'm really excited for this one because we were just talking before we went live about how I've actually been like a big fan of you and uh, and the way that you and your team have done marketing for, for a long time. Some people watching live right now or listening to this back on Apple or Spotify, they, they maybe might not yet know too much about conversion AI. Um, hopefully some of them will though, given how much I've been talking about it and, and you've been talking about it too. But a number of people will probably know you and you guys from uh, some of the other businesses that you've worked on as well. So we'll, we'll get to conversion AI in a second, but maybe do you want to give a quick like top level of uh, about proof and then how that's led into conversion AI. And then we'll just get straight into the kind of meat of, uh, of what you guys have done with your launch strategy. Cause I think that's going to be most interesting for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because like, this is a really long story, so I'm going to, con- you know, condense it like a lot. Um, uh, but we've been entrepreneurs, you know, my team here and, and I for, you know, pretty much our entire lives. Uh, <laughs> there's Dave, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so, I mean, it really kind of starts back, you know, eight years ago, running a marketing agency. Uh, you know, I was in college and basically just doing SEO, Facebook ads and Google AdWords for clients. Um, you know, when I was 20 to 23 years old and Dave was actually my online course mentor, uh, where he had a course on how to scale your marketing agency. And so, uh, I actually used all my spring break money to buy his course. Uh, and then eventually years went on, 
uh, and our mentorship tightened. I moved in with him across. Uh, I went from Atlanta to Maryland, uh, moved in with him to help him start a, uh, a software company called Proof. And uh, you can see that at useproof.com, um, where basically he uh, created the software that shows in real time when people buy. And so using this idea of social proof marketing, where you actually don't have to sell your product, you can let your customers sell for you. And so this frenzy effect, when people see others buying in real time, uh, is really effective. And uh, on average, boost conversion rates on your website by like 15%. And so I came on the team uh, to lead marketing and uh, help scale. And so we ended up getting into Y Combinator, raising millions in funding, and now moved here to Austin, Texas, built the team out. And uh, that's where we are right now in the studio. Um, that now has spun off into other products. And uh, one of which we launched last month called Conversion AI, which is a uh, artificial intelligence that writes your marketing copy for you. Um, and it's scary good. And I think that's why like, it's really, that's one of the reasons why it, it, it spun off so fast. Uh, now we're uh, 42 days in and we have now over 2000 customers. Uh, so I'm gonna show you how uh, in the first 30 days, uh, we've gotten 1000 customers. Um, so this will be really, really interesting because the way that we've approached this is social proof marketing, piggybacking on all of the knowledge that we've built with proof and the years of growing that to 25,000 customers. And, um, and so know that the strategies that I'll be sharing today, you can apply in your business. And, you know, we're living, you know, testament to it. But we're also, we, I know for a fact that this is a strategy that any business can use. Um, and it's easier to do than kind of coming up with your own marketing. Um, and it's more effective uh, than coming up with your own marketing. So we'll dig into that in this episode. Yeah, thank you so much, Austin. I'm super excited. Now, I uh, I see for anyone who's watching us live instead of like listening back to the recording of this, uh, we, we've got this like section on the screen over here on the left or right for some of you, I think, where comments are supposed to be trickling in, but I don't think it's working uh, because I saw that we had a comment already from Victor uh, saying, hey, hey, great tool. We've played around for some time. So if anyone, I can see we have a good number of people watching on like LinkedIn and elsewhere. So if you are watching this live, go ahead and say hello in the comment section. Let us know kind of where you are tuning in from or if you have any questions for Austin, because I want to test and make sure that the comments will come up on the on the left hand side. If they if they don't start coming through, I'll just remove that so we can I see, see. Victor's name just popped up on the screen here. Does that mean something? Yeah, that was me hitting a button, but let's let's see. We'll see if any other comments come through. If not, we will uh, we will drop that down. But yeah, I'm super excited to have you here. Like you guys have uh, a great background. Okay, cool. I see Scott commenting. So cool. It looks like it's going to start working now. So we'll, we'll leave that up. Now, one thing that got me super excited, as you said, with Conversion AI, I'm going from zero to a thousand in the first 30 days. Uh, now over 2000 in like 48 days, like you mentioned, I have been talking about uh, Jarvis, like the name that you guys give, uh, give the AI quite a few times too. And purely because I have been like, mind blown by the quality of the product and what comes out like being a agency owner working with SaaS companies we're always trying to find ways that we can not necessarily like have our copy written for us right but come up with ideas faster that initial ideation stage of copywriting can be really challenging sometimes and so we've already started using this in our team and um, so that 
other people on my team who aren't as like well skilled or versed with copywriting are able to create copy so much faster. It's like, it's, it's crazy. So we, we can talk about like Jarvis itself uh, a little bit later on, but people listening to this, the SaaS marketing show are going to be like so pumped to hear about this story of zero to thousand plus in 30 days, because often we'll have companies on the SaaS marketing show at a little bit of a later kind of stage, right? And we'll have them talking about maybe one experiment that they've run that's been good for them. But we always get a lot of listeners who are kind of early stage, first starting out building their SaaS. And often the reason I don't bring on these earlier stage companies, quote unquote, is because um, they, an experiment for them or success for them will be like very small metrics in comparison to some of these larger businesses. But you guys have done this time and time again in the past. And then Jarvis Conversion AI has just like exploded from what I'm seeing recently. And so I wanted to talk about how you've done that because there are like as a marketer, I basically signed up for Conversion AI. I joined, like I was lucky enough, you let me in as like one of the early users, right? And part of the reason was I wanted to use the tool, but then the other part of the reason selfishly is I just wanted to see how you guys were going to market. Like <laughs> That was one of the first reasons I signed up because I had tried a couple other tools uh, in the past and thought they were kind of okay. So let's talk about when you, when you decided like to unleash conversion AI to the world. Um, let's talk about some of the steps that you took because there was this um, kind of like pre-launch phase and I love the way that you structured that pre-launch phase as well. And I don't know how you want to kind of walk through the steps that you took, but maybe we could start there when you said, okay, we know that Jarvis is now like ready to be released to the world at, at, at some degree, at some level. Um, how did you start building out the process for how you're going to do that and how you're going to let him loose? Yeah, well, I want to preface it all with like, it's a hard product in general um and so and I, th I think you know part of our success with conversion ai is the fact that we're standing on the shoulders of a fantastic team that we've curated over the years um the fact that you know we have an audience you know we have a 80 000 person email list at proof and um you know, we, we have influence between Dave and I on our social media. Um, and, you know, but, but strategically, I think that you can follow this and get for your own company, apply that philosophy, apply the leverage that you have in um, your other businesses or past experiences. You're not starting from zero ever. You got to think about where the leverage is. Um, but, you know, we knew that for our company, Conversion AI, it was, you know, one, the, the tech has to be really solid. And um, and so people actually have to like the product. You, This isn't going to work if the product sucks. And so that's like the biggest asterisk on this whole strategy is make sure you have, you're building something that people want. Um, and then you want to try and tighten up the, the timeline to the moment of wow. And so what is what is it that people are signing up for? What is their desire? And then how do you just achieve that, even, even the smallest version of that desire as fast as possible? And so, um, you know, for conversion AI, it's like, oh, I want an artificial intelligence to magically create new copy that is relevant for my brand and that I can actually use. And so a lot of our efforts in that first, you know, in the pre in the in the pre-launch phase is how do we just get new beta users to say wow i get it it clicks mm -hmm. and um you know that then creates a story when they say well tell me about what is this experience like for you 
you know, oh my gosh, well, blah, blah, blah. And they go into their story and they're like, well, how long would this have taken for you? What's the alternative? And then they showcase, uh, they're just share, they'll word vomit, hopefully, uh, about how much they love it. And they're like, man, I, I was going to hire a copywriter for $500 to write this blog post, but now it wrote it for me. Or, you know, I, I have been trying to market the same thing for years now and I need fresh ideas. And this just now spit out three new angles that I didn't even think about this positioning before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, or, you know, man, I, I sometimes just need to drink two espresso shots to get in a creative state mm -hmm. to be able to get off of the blank page. Because, you know, my writer's block uh, is very expensive. It, it takes me hours to ramp up uh, to get into the creative state. And so, man, this, this Jarvis thing, it, it, it pushed me through uh, instantly. And now I'm never starting from a blank page again. So we're hearing all these stories. And uh, here's tactic number one um, is do all of your, for your first hundred at least um, customers that you start using your product, um, onboard them over Zoom and record it on grain.co. It's a plugin for Zoom and automatically records it, um, automatically transcribes it, and you can uh, highlight like the transcription um, and then it'll chop up that little clip um, and then you can share that little clip in Slack or something or somewhere else, or you can download that little clip um, and use it as a testimonial video. So uh, that's going to be used later on in your marketing. But notice that if you do that a hundred times, recording that wow factor and that story, bam, clipped in, they tell their transformation of, wow, this is what was I was doing before. Here's what I'm doing after. Here's the value I'm seeing. And now that story is marketing and a marketing asset. Nice. I have a couple of questions actually. So in terms of the the finding that moment of like wow, mm -hmm. um, I have some things I want to ask around that in a second. But first, when it comes to the actual like initial onboarding flow for those first hundred users, customers that you talked about, um, did you take inspiration from the way that you guys did that from like? superhumans onboarding flow for example or any other companies like that because i know it was superhuman that maybe not based on your reaction there but like the 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 process with um conversion ai right when i first signed up was like getting on that call um and there was like payment collected up front right to make sure that the interest level is there and other things like how did you decide to do that or build that out because the capturing stuff makes a ton of sense i know that sometimes early stage SaaS founders are kind of like maybe because they want to get so many people in so quickly that they just like open up almost too early. Right. I don't, I don't know your thoughts now, but I felt like the process with conversion AI was not only fairly like you, you, you guys promoted it where it's like exclusive, right? Like I literally saw people like scrapping, trying to get those first, be in that first 50 invites or first hundred invites. Right. And I know that you guys did that intentionally, but I want to figure out like how you, how you decided to do that or like maybe some advice on, yeah, initial well, process. You know, the thing is, a lot of SaaS founders and just people in general, uh, they they expect that early days, you need to be cheap and or maybe even free or give it away just to get stories, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, then eventually you'll move your price up. And I, I want to take a a you know a, a chapter out of Elon Musk's book because. 
did he do that with Tesla? Heck no. In fact, like he started up market exclusive and then eventually came down now to a, an economy car for like 40K or whatever. Um, but he started off with, you know, supercars, <laughs> you know, for what, 150K, the Lotus looking like thing. Yeah. And then came down to, you know, the S and then uh, sedan. And then, you know, so, so great marketing is often counterintuitive. Um, but in the early days, you don't need tire kickers. In fact, it can be more expensive than you're expecting. Um, if you get people in that are not even willing to pay for it, and so they're very loud opinions for somebody that won't even pull out their wallet. Um, and so in order to remove the kicker, you know, the tire kickers, uh, make sure that you're charging your early access users. Uh, less MR2, uh, people don't want to... Uh, be a part of a beta launch because they believe beta is broken. And you'll learn about that in my book, uh, Subscription Secrets, on about, all about how to uh, get to your first thousand raving fans in your subscription company. Um, but beta in our minds is broken. And so remove that from your vocabulary. You actually want to be uh, early access. Early access is exclusive and it makes them feel like a cool kid when they're inside, um, but also gives you some freedom, you know, to not be perfect. Um, it also allows you to give early access discounted pricing. So still charge, um, but you're also, the way that we positioned it is, um, you know, it's 29 bucks a month for the first thousand early access users. And so they, they know that they're getting in on the ground floor and they know that they'll be grandfathered in at this pricing. And so they need to have that creates urgency to get in early rather than it being a burden to get in early because that beta is broken and it's a burden. I love that. I have a couple like specific things I want to jump into. So if I, if I miss out anything or if like I, uh, if there's other things that you want to talk about as well, please just let me know. And if anyone is like watching this live right now and wants to ask questions for, for Austin or for myself, go ahead and like drop them in wherever you are. We have some comments pulling up on the side. Some, I don't think all of them are, but if anyone has questions, drop them through and we'll, we'll answer them uh, live. But Austin, I want to talk about, so you identify the moment of wow, for example, and you, you guys did an awesome job at using that to get your first like customers in the door. So you talked about the like early stage access. One other thing that I noticed you doing, and I use this like structure myself in social specifically like on LinkedIn or on Facebook if I'm trying to promote something is like a, a post where um, you're kind of like encouraging people to comment in order to either gain access to something or or just boost the engagement that way but the way that you guys did it which I really love is like you know that when people see what conversion AI generates for them they'll be like mind blown at how it does it so quickly and so one of the first posts that I think it was either you or maybe Dave did was like asking people for their what who their company is and what they do and we'll write like a Facebook ad for you or something right and I, I remember seeing that like popping off too. There's loads of comments on some of those posts. So like, do you, when you're starting, do you identify, okay, these are a few areas within our SaaS product where we know if people see this, um, it's going to kind of pull them in. And then do you build your like marketing approach and launch strategy around those 
moments or how how do you come how do you come about that because i know for you it's probably like second nature to kind of write posts in that style or think about things that way but if there's people watching this or listening to this who are maybe early stage first time SaaS founders or even SaaS founders are more advanced businesses who maybe have been running for a while but their SaaS product might not be as like sexy right as an artificial intelligence copywriter like how do you suggest that people can kind of come up with some ideas like that to, to pull people in and what does that process look like because i think that was one thing that you guys did really well to build that like initial momentum as well yeah so i mean there was a series of social media posts you know that we did that got really good engagement and there was you know you know some tactics on that on how um you know part of it is like how do you share about your product without linking to it um because facebook wants to keep the attention on facebook right um also engagement stirs up more engagement so if we get them to comment then we can reply to that comment and create a conversation publicly uh about the value uh we also want to shorten the, the moment to wow right so that's wow moment of like oh my gosh my business has an ad written for it the the wow moment isn't necessarily the fact that it's ai it's the fact that they had copy that's relevant to them printed in seconds yeah. and it just so happens that ai is the way it's doing it um but does it have to be via software i mean yes for us right now but the way that on our uh social media post is that we just did it for them that's a service yeah. now what they care about is the copy and the medium in the beginning is software, but you know we we just decided to do it for them, and that got to the moment of wow within seconds. So they can say they can comment their business name. I just have uh, you know my app on one screen and Facebook on the other. I copy and paste it, put it in the app, solve the problem, paste it back, and that's seconds. And they're like, holy crap, you just did that, and it's like a long paragraph. And so you know their moment of wow is on social media in seconds. They reply back. And there's this, this astonishment and the viral loop continues and more people are interested about themselves. So then they comment and they're like, wait, what will it do for me? And, and so that's how you just create uh, 180 comments on a Facebook post all about your product. And now that's showing up in other people's news feeds, people that aren't our friends are commenting on it. And now it's creating a viral loop. Um, and so there were several different social media posts that we did in a row um that 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 stirred up uh that viral engagement um just within the comment section awesome yeah that's cool and then so another strategy that i saw you actively using was then building building community right not only with like it started with the early access users and now just in the facebook group i think there's what over a thousand people maybe more i'm not too sure but like you built community what seemed like from the very very beginning and i know you talked about like staying close to the first 100 users or 100 customers but i i wasn't kind of expecting that community to like continue past those first 100 as active as it is like i, I don't use facebook myself to look in groups or things too often but i'm always looking in the conversion ai group because i'm interested to see like what else is going on and what else is possible um and so one there's a couple areas i want to touch on in that one was pretty early on you also built out a um I guess like a, a challenge or a competition or something like that within the group itself, within these early users around writing uh, writing a book, 
with Jarvis, right? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I thought that was really smart as well. Because I, I was like, I have no want or need or reason to write a book. But even part of me was like swamped right now, but thinking about trying to write a book because I saw everybody else doing it, right? It was kind of crazy. So do you want to touch on that approach as well? And I want, yeah. I want to know if that's something that you've used before as well, like any other kind of strategies around that uh, community, like... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, think about what is the most audacious goal related to your to your uh you know your business like how can you do something that like seems almost impossible yet somehow is now with your your opportunity and um you know make a challenge out of that uh, i think you know the the write a book in seven days from blank page to published on amazon um is an audacious goal and it's like how the heck is that even possible? And so that gets their wheels turning, turning, and um, you, you create raving fans when you help people hit audacious goals. Uh, so, you know, figure out what that is for your business. Uh, you know, I think short timelines, like just think about 10x anything, 10x big or small. You know, it's like do something in one tenth of the time or do something 10 times as big. Uh, and for us, it was like, how do you literally write not a blog post, but a freaking book? And, um, you know, so actually th that challenge is happening again right now, uh, over the course of the next upcoming seven days, uh, we're not hosting it. In fact, our community leaders are now hosting it, uh, Darby Rollins. And so I think it's called like, if you look up on Facebook, a Facebook group called Jarvis underground, um they are it's it's not a conversion ai company they're doing it on their own now but they just you know they're they're trying to figure out that book writing process so if you're interested in doing that you totally can um and i think if you can the the real root of it is not writing a book it is accomplishing a notable goal and attaching it as closely as possible to an identity. Mm -hmm. So that's something I wanted to share on today because a lot of people, you know, a lot of founders who are not marketing savvy think that marketing is about selling a product and it's not true. What you're selling is a dream of who they can become an identity at the end of using your product. So, um, you know, if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the bottom level is just our, our pure need for survival, food and shelter and all of that. And eventually you get to the top where it is self-realization uh, or self-actualization. And so they become the person they've always wanted to be. And uh, what does that mean for you know, the ultimate identity through using your product for us, it is, you know, becoming a, an author. It means to be that, or it means to be a high converting copywriter, or it means to be, you know, chief editor, uh, editor in chief. So now they're no longer doing the mundane part of, of copywriting. They're now at the level of editor. So these are identities that they are now becoming through the use of our software. Um, you know, and maybe it means, you know, that they're out of the weeds of something. Uh, this often what software does is, is it's, you know, get rid of mundane tasks or automate stuff. And so think about like, by doing that, what do they become now? 
you know, I think this is cool here. Like, uh, th what is this restream thing? Uh, it, what it's doing is now creating an opportunity to be a uh, podcaster, uh, but it feels like more, I, I love the interactiveness of this already. It's the first time of me using it. Um, but it, it looks like we are now on this like, you know, CNN type show, you know, where it's like, is there somebody like with all the screens mixed paneling in the background, like and pulling in comments, it feels like a legit show. Now that makes Dylan Hay this, uh, you know, higher level podcaster, you're self-actualizing into uh, this media empire look because of this tool. It's not just solving, you know, streaming across multiple platforms. So that's that's ultimately like something I want to take away, you all to take away here is how do you help users actualize the identity they've always hoped to become? I love that. And also the team at Restream will love you for like plugging Restream that way because that was like perfect, right? Because like for, for me, um, most people will be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Like we've never live streamed an interview before. Like I usually do these with no one else having the ability to watch or like chime in or anything else. But now the reason, one of the reasons we started doing this is because for me personally and for my agency too, it just gives us another content piece. Like even if no one watched this live, like, but it was already out on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else, it's just another piece of content that people can consume in a in a different way. Like we haven't had a ton of comments or questions just yet, but we've had some coming through like we, and you're right, I can just pull them up live, like a nice show, like this one at the beginning saying, great tool, it's impossible to go on without it, talking about conversion AI, there's like some, some other comments in here about conversion AI, like Victor at Restream was talking about it too, and then we had people asking questions about conversion AI and stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm excited about like this new medium, and you're right, for, for me as a podcaster, um, I'm not thinking about it as like, hey, the reason I'm using this is because I can go live on multiple platforms. I'm thinking about it, hey, this is just another opportunity to kind of improve our improve our podcasting. I think it's the same with what you talked about. So I think that's a really interesting kind of approach and an idea too. So thanks to Restream for for supporting with uh, with this. Now I also want to touch on if if as long as you're okay, like timing wise, I don't I'm know. Fine. Yeah. So I also want to talk about you said at the very beginning about community and like a lot of what we've talked about already so far is like community led and community driven, right? Because like everything you're thinking about and saying is how you can improve the lives essentially of the people that are using conversion AI. And that all then ties into the community that that you will build. Um, something, a couple other things I noticed you doing from the from the outset and from the beginning, which I really loved is one, the not only the onboarding calls that you talked about, but the ongoing, like, I don't know if there's a set cadence to them, but whenever there's a big kind of feature release or something, of course, there's the posts in the group, but then you've also done like a couple, I guess some people would call them webinars, but they don't really feel like a crappy webinar, right? Like I remember watching one just on the weekend because I was like, oh, what else can I do with conversion AI? And it's whenever you drop something interesting, you did one of those, but on those sessions, you were actually just building stuff for current users and customers and people in that early access phase. So um, I think that's another example of something that people can think about is like sometimes when they're 
running their, let's say like product onboarding webinars or their like weekly Q and A's that they might do, 90% of the time, they're just like not that interesting for anyone involved, right? Like no one gets anything out of it apart from the company that's running the session to just show people, hey, these are the features that you should use. Like, was that something that you were thinking about from the, from the beginning too is, okay, when we are doing any of these sessions, we're constantly making sure that we're kind of building with rather than showing the best way to do things. I mean, look, we're just trying to have some fun too. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to build a company that we genuinely enjoy showing up to every day and helping people, which if you get to the real root of like, you know, if you're thinking about starting a business, like focus on the audience first before the product, like who do you jump out of bed to talk and hang out with every day? Yeah, you know, if you wanted to host a conference, would you, enjoy, you know, with your customer base, would you actually enjoy just like getting a happy hour with these folks and to, you know, I don't know, go and do activities with? Like, that's what we're doing here. Is I genuinely enjoy hanging out on our, our Wednesday webinars um, with our, our friends. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we hop in, we showcase, you know, here's some interesting, cool ways to, you know, use Jarvis and, um, you know, I think as a mar you know, marketing tactics, like showing is better than telling. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like we are most interested in ourselves. Uh, so if you can show them about themselves rather than other people, like you're getting further and further and further being, you know, down the relevance. Um, and you know, if you're, it's also easier. Like every single time that you make it about your audience, the actual in customer, it's easier. Rather than coming up with your own marketing material, creating, you know, spending all this money and thousands of hours inside of Final Cut Pro trying to create the perfect one, instead, just record the reactions of your customers and then stitch it together. Literally, like one tenth of the time, 10 times more effective. Yeah. Then, if you have, um, you know, a webinar, instead of like trying to craft this perfect presentation, instead just be like, "Yo, come on, I'll, you know, have you live, and we'll just do this about your business right now in front of everybody." And you don't have to prep as much. It's easier and more effective. People actually get value out of that. And so, just if you are coming up with marketing right now, think, "How can I just have my customer do the marketing for me?" And that's what we've done at Proof now for the last three years is we just say, hey, social proof marketing is more effective than your own marketing um, and, and have them, you know, do it for you. Yeah, I love that. And because even so we we run ads for SaaS companies, right? It's like that's all that we do. And we're always looking at introducing and including like social proof in our in our ads, whether it's different like creative videos that we put together and other bits and pieces. But we find that probably like 75% of the SaaS companies that we work with haven't thought about collecting those pieces too often or like aren't leading with using their customers to to share this. Like, whereas I know with you guys in this launch, it's like you are encouraging people to to share everything. You are clipping up everything. Like I, I even just seeing the kind of like um, quotes that you took from people and thinking about it now makes me want to in, in my company Slack, I shared uh, Conversion AI with like all of my paid media team last week and they just started testing it out. And a guy on my team, Mutu, like he he didn't believe that it was that it was like doing this. Like he couldn't get his head around it. So I'm going to go and like screenshot that and send it to you after this. <laughs> 
do. But like, it's that idea that you've got your audience so excited, like you've got people like me excited about sharing things like that with you because I'm excited about the way that you're marketing it. And that's because you're like a marketer marketing to marketers and other people <laughs> like i just love that kind of loop that that we're in which is super super exciting um, yeah i mean look at the end of the day the, the best customer is yourself yeah and so you'll be able you know if you're solving your own problems then you'll end up you know being closer relatable um you know i think our story as marketing agency owners to course creators to then software people it's uh it's relatable, uh, you know, for, for so many people. And we're just like normal group of guys in Austin, Texas, like that are friends building a company together, um, you know? And so like capturing that story and then, you know, capturing the stories of, of our customers and making them the headline, like conversion AI is not the headline, you're the headline. Yeah. And then, you know, we're just simply the tool on your guide. We're not the hero, you're the hero. I love that. So I I want to, I don't know how much time you have. Like, I know we have this set in for like another five minutes or so. So I have one question I want to ask. Um, and that is around like, first of all, if there's anything else like ultra specific that you've done so far that you wanted to share that you think people will find interesting. And, and if not, like, I'm sure there's a number of things you could talk about, but if not, another point I want to raise for people to, to check out or think about too, and think you guys have done really well, aside from like staying close to, um, to the customers and building that community is also the help kind of center that you built in Notion around like actually not just being, hey, if I have this problem in the product, what do I do? But actually being separated by like, hey, these are things that we would recommend trying and people have seen good results with. Because for example, Mutu, who I was talking about on my team, when he started trying it, he was like, oh, this tone of voice section could be super interesting, but I don't know what to put in there. And I just sent him the link to like the section that you'd build where it's like all these different tone of voices to try, right? And I think that's also potentially a, a slightly missed opportunity in the SaaS world in some cases is first of all, having the like self-service knowledge base or help center as some people call it, because I know it can have a lot of benefits organically and SEO wise too, but then actually having that filled with content that isn't just like, here's how to fix this, but instead it's here's how to get better use out of the product. So I wanted to bring that up too, because I think that's a, an area that a lot of people um, could capture some like low hanging fruit with or almost, or like um, turn their customers again into like more loyal fans. Um, is there is there anything else though that you really wanted to touch on that well, we haven't? I mean, we're pretty scrappy, right? So, I mean, I, at the end of the day, we didn't know if Jarvis was gonna actually like take off. Mm -hmm. You know, we hoped, you know, we were going to swing as hard as we can, do our best shot. But, uh, you know, we we didn't want to invest a a ton of time and resources before the launch um, into creating like the ultimate help center, the ultimate website. Our very first website was literally a um, no scroll landing page. It was just like headline with the benefit, you know, coming out in, you know, 14 days or whatever uh email opt-in to get on the wait list and we had uh then we would like pick and choose people on that wait list hey we're gonna let five people off the wait list today as an early access customer that creates hey can i get you know can i how can i skip the line you know and you know then on our social media every day for two weeks we said you know uh hey i have five you know spots available to get off the wait list today comment down below Jarvis if you want to get in today's group. And so every day there's something new, urgency. 
And dude, those posts were getting dozens of comments every day. And then it's like, hey, I'm sorry, we're all filled up today. Um, and, and that's that was a legit, re like we're doing those onboarding calls. So five onboarding calls a day for each person on the team that has five invites, um, you know, where we are actually booked. <laughs> um, but it also creates more scarcity and it builds our email list. And so, you know, we, we ended up launching getting out of early access on January 15th um, with, you know, 500 people that were denied access on the day that they got excited about it, but were then put on the wait list. And then, um, you know, when we, we opened up out of early access, we were able to email all of these people and uh, grew fast. So that we created, this is key, is anticipation. How do we create this anticipation for 14 days before we open up uh, the big thing? Uh, for, for open up the gates for for everybody else, um, and so yeah, fourteen days of anticipation, building up that Facebook group, uh, building up the email list, and you know they've been so excited, just like oh my gosh, when can I get in? And then finally the gates open and everybody rushes in. So that's how you get a, a thousand users in thirty days. Is is you build up the hype and the anticipation. You make the stories every day. We're posting stories of screenshots uh, or those little micro videos of our onboarding experience. We post those to our stories, um, you know, and say, guys, this is coming out. Get on the wait list. Uh, and that anticipation leads to just this massive momentum. I love it. I would encourage like anyone listening to this, watching this to literally just go and follow you guys and like try and get in to just watch how you do marketing too. It's like, aside from the fact that the product itself is like, is mind blowingly good. Like we don't even need to talk about that too much. Right. Cause like every time, cause you already have all of the social proof building and continuing to build, but like, I would encourage people like SaaS marketers who listen to this and watch this to just check out the way that you guys do things. Cause I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like um, if you want to look at my task list for that first 30 days, it was like, be in the Facebook community as often as possible, like just have it as a tab open and I'm responding immediately. I'm very like, you know, access accessible. Um, say with Dave and the other guys, like we're all here. You can tag us in the Facebook group. We'll respond within seconds or minutes. Um, and then it was like, how do I capture stories through video and screenshots? How do I get reviews um, on? So basically I was like, first I want to get 20 reviews on Trustpilot. Once that's filled up, I go 20 reviews on Captera. Once that's filled up, 20 reviews on G2 Crowd. Capture all of those stories, put it on our website. And, um, you know, so it's like aggregated all in one. And then, um, yeah, create those stories. I want to try and get as many different angles uh, of, of videos, video reactions, talking about like, you know, eventually we'll find, you know, what are the top five angles merge those into one series of customer stories, put that on a video on the website, um, you know, and then start running ads, retargeting ads with each one of those quotes as the headline, but just in a different angle. And now they're being followed up with, you know, hitting from all these different angles, but we're not coming up with the headlines. We're having, uh, you know, one approach is Jarvis is coming up with the headlines and that's legit because it's like, Jarvis wrote this headline, blah, 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 because that's just our product. But secondly is, you know, have your customers create your headlines just in quotes. Um, and so literally I'm defaulting every day. It's like, hey, am I trying to come up with content? No, I'm trying to have Jarvis come up with content or our customers come up with content. And um, both are way easier and more effective than you coming up with content. 
Yeah, I love it. This has been so fun. This has been awesome. Thank you, uh, Austin, for coming on and sharing this. I, I'll have anyone who will be listening back on podcasts or, or Spotify, we'll put in the like show notes, the links to Conversion AI and any if anyone wants to check it out. I'm sure tons of people will do, but also there'll be a lot of people that have already taken a look from the posts that they've seen elsewhere. Um, for everyone who joined live too, like thank you so much for, for tuning in and, and watching. We're going to start streaming not every single episode of the SaaS marketing show but like the ones where guests are kind of comfortable and happy to to do so so we actually have a one coming up in a couple of weeks time with uh, the head of marketing at ClickUp which I'm super excited about um, but Austin this has been like awesome man thank you so much for for taking some time to to chat with me because I love watching what you guys are doing and I know that there's going to be a ton of people that will just kind of go through this interview and even if they just pick out like one or one or two of the tactics that you guys have used. I know it's going to help them a ton. It's funny. I just see Irada from my team too commenting saying the hype is the secret, right? That's that's exactly it right there. So yeah, this has been great, dude. Is there anything that you want to, I don't know, I was going to say like plug, but it doesn't really work like that, right? Is there anything that you want to talk about aside from what we've just covered? Like I know you have a book that's out now too, right? Or coming out soon. Anything else yeah. that you, you want to share? Um, you know, what's interesting about this book is that uh it is it I'm, I'm approaching the right the the way i'm i'm writing this book is the same way that we approach software um building so uh it is mvp first uh create the smallest version that attains the result desired and then based on product feedback make version updates every two weeks to a month you know and uh you know, that, now that's promotional material that I can talk about, you know, hey, I, I made an update to the book. Um, you know, what's, what's amazing about Amazon is that you can upload new versions and it's available instantly. So the next physical copy that's bought is printed with the new version or the Kindle version's updated. Um, and so Subscription Secrets is all about how to enter the subscription economy with strength and then find your first thousand rating fans because I believe the subscription model is the future and any business, no matter your industry, can gain a lot from uh, entering the subscription economy, from having more predictable revenue um, to higher valuations, to building loyalty. Um, there, there's countless, there's actually 13 models of subscription that you'll discover and uh, your business can absolutely benefit from it. So. Uh, Right now, there's no funnel in the back end of subscription of subscription secrets. It's literally just because I know the value of subscription and it needs to be out there. Uh, and so building a little community around that too. Love that. And so that's on Amazon at the moment. Is it out? It is. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. I'll grab that link and put that in the show notes as well. Um, cool. Dude, this has been this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this uh this first live version too. I think it I think it went I think it went okay. So I'm uh, I'm pleased with this. Thanks. Like it, I'm gonna check out Restream and uh if I end up launching the subscription secrets podcast, then uh you know for sure I'll be using Restream. Thanks, man.